Hello and welcome back to Speaking Freely. Um, as you know, we speak each week about a different topic, and this week it's uh, a topic chosen by our very own Private Tomsky. So uh, I guess before we say anything else, why don't you introduce what we're going to talk about? Well, hello there. Well, it's actually Pirate Tomsky, but let's not get into uh, quibbles over that. Um, I was a uh, private many years ago, but I've been promoted since then. Um, obviously. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so tonight I want to talk about um, cancel culture and some of the things that have been going on in our um, kind of Western Western world culture over the last oh, a couple of years now, but it's getting really bad at the moment. Um, so, yeah. So I just want to just kind of talk through that and try and figure out where I come down on it, where you come down on it and and see what we can um, see where we land on on different subjects and things like that. So, yeah, so the first thing, um, I've got a few examples that I want to talk about. Um, but before I get into the examples, I want to talk about what I consider being cancel culture, because I've heard different definitions from different people. Um, and I just want to clarify what I what I basically define it as. Um, so we get some definition out of the way. Um, so in the current in the current kind of climate and where we are with um, social media and um, things like Twitter and you know other things that we've talked about in the past, um, what I class cancel culture as is somebody does something online that another group of people disagree with, and so that the the people who disagree with that person come together in some kind of quasi-digital mob and try and force the person either out of an institution, out of a job, push them off the main stage if they're a public figure, or basically just try and destroy their lives. Um, they get together as a mob and try and destroy their lives. So it's literally like a group of mo a group of people in the real world. It would be a group of people standing outside the front of your house with, with torches and pitchforks trying to chuck you out of town type of thing. Obviously, in the digital world, we don't have that physical threat, um, although some people have been physically threatened um, by some some of these things. So that's kind of my definition. So there's there's other things that I'm going to talk about as we go through where people might disagree on some of the things, actions I'm taking to try and push back against some of this stuff. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to start with that as a definition um, and see, do you agree with that definition or do you have anything different that you think about? I, th I think yeah, that's that sums up quite well, um, and I think the the examples you've used are quite um, high profile, shall we say? That, that talk about public figures and people being pushed off the main stage, but I see it happening at, at all levels. Um, I see people who an expression of an opinion which differs from somebody else's can lead to them. Um, doing the same thing essentially trying to ruin your life get you fired from your job get you um in trouble as far as your relationships go it's it's a full-on attack as you say it, it's I, I like the visual of them stood outside your house bearing torches because it <clears throat> it must feel like that when this this culture turns against you um so yeah, I, I think I, I do agree with you in your definition, but I, I think it does happen, can happen to to anyone in any walk of life. Yeah. Okay. Good. So that's good to start. So I'll give some examples. I'm going to give some famous examples, and then I'll jump into some not so famous examples. Um, 
to show how this is ruining people's lives. Um, and then I want to talk a little bit about the impact it's having on children um, or people or teens, because um, I think there is a big impact there as well. Um, but I'll come back to that later on. Um, so first of all, yeah, the, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, J.K. Rowling. So obviously she wrote all the Harry Potter books and was involved in all the films and all that kind of stuff. Um, so obviously very famous, very rich. Um, she is. Um, she put some things on Twitter. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna read out some tweets here. So before we start, these are J.K. Rowling's words, not mine. Um, <laughs> just to make clear. Yeah. So there's there's this thing going on at Twitter with like kind of a trans movement um, and the redefinition of what a woman is. Um, so in in I think in the dictionary, a woman is is described as a um, an adult human female, and that's pretty much the definition of it in the dictionary. But s some of these people in, the, in this, this kind of um, trans activist movement are, are trying to um, classify a woman as anything who anyone who um, determines himself as a woman. So as a definition, I don't know how that works because it's like a circular argument because you're basically saying a woman is someone who says they're a woman, but then well, what's, what is a woman when you say that you are a woman? So that it doesn't really define the word. So that's kind of the movement that um, J.K. Rowling kind of disagrees with. And she put something on Twitter. Um, and, and if you know, I don't you may not notice this, but in some some of the some of the language that's coming out of some of the institutions and media, they're starting to use different phrases for women. So instead of saying a woman, yeah. they're now saying things like people who menstruate. So they're like changing the definitions of words, which is really bad. And that could be another talk that we have further down the road, because um, that is that's the that is a, the beginning of the decline of Western civilization, in my view. You know, when when words are meaningless, how do you know what anyone's talking about? Um, so J.K. Rowling put something on Twitter anyway, saying in quotes, "People who menstruate, I'm sure there used to be a word for that for those people. Someone help me out, uh, Wumbun, Wimpton, Wumud." Opinion, creating um, a more equal post-COVID-19 world for people who menstruate. So that was pretty much what she said. And then she put a link to an article about, about uh, COVID. Um, and so um, the the kind of the, the, the trans movement tried to cancel her for this because she was kind of um, taking the mickey out of their use of language. So they tried to get a ban from Twitter. You know, they tried to... There was a new, um, there was a Harry Potter series that was being worked on that they tried to get cancelled, or they wanted J.K. Rowling cut out of the whole process. Um, so that's kind of my first example of, of kind of cancel culture. Um, the second one I want to talk about is a big one, um, but have you got something to say? I'll pause for a second. Yeah, no, um, <clears throat> that was the example. There were two examples sprung to mind famously uh, fairly recently that I thought of as soon as you mentioned the that we're going to speak about cancel culture and jk rowling was one of them uh the fact that they've gone after her it's it was such aggression over the fact that she's just she's made a point her opinion and whether you like it or not it's it's a, a fairly valid opinion that yes exactly. that, yeah. that used to be what this term meant just because it's been changed recently doesn't take away from the fact that 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 is the meaning of the word um, as you give the dictionary de definitions, and the fact that they tried to they tried to cancel the play that's obviously massive at the moment in Broadway and the West End, um, the films, 
the upcoming series, the books, they try to ruin everything. And when you think about those things, that's not just JK Rowling that's going to affect, it's hundreds and hundreds of people who work on all those different productions that because she's said something mean in their eyes on Twitter, then all this should be shut down. It's it, it's such a I want to say overreaction, but it doesn't feel like the right word. It's yeah, it's yeah. such a ridiculous reaction. It um, is, it is, yeah. So yeah, okay, that's fair enough. So the next one, so I mean, I could talk about that for a bit longer, and there are other examples. So J.K. Rowling doubled down um, after she got all this backlash online. So she basically started talking about. You know, um, this is another tweet of hers. So she says, if sex isn't real, there is no same-sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased, et cetera, et cetera. She talks. There's like a whole bunch of tweets here where she's pushing back against some of this kind of, uh, you know, it is an ideology. Um, uh, you know, it's like a tra um, trans movement ideology type thing. Um, and that, uh, we can go into the, the ideology in, in future podcasts because I don't want to get too bogged down in that because that's like a, a podcast by itself. Um, it but yeah, she's she's challenging a group of people who have a different opinion, and their instant reaction is not to have a conversation; it's to try and get a cancelled. Um, and you know, effectively, J.K. Rowling is almost uncancelable, uncancelable, um, because she owns all the rights to Harry Potter, so she never gave any of those rights away. So um, if they try and cancel her, then you know she could just take her her, her, her rights to another company that basically yeah. wants to make the TV series and actually make money, which is pretty much what companies are supposed to do for their shareholders and their employees and, you know, give the customers a product that they want. Um, so, um, yeah, she's kind of uncancelable. Cancelable, I can't say that word at the moment, but um, because yeah. she never gave away those rights to, a, to, to kind of other companies. So um, that's an interesting example. The next Absolutely. example I'm going to move on to is something that you've probably read about um, recently. So Gina Carano, I don't know if you've read about that. Um, I don't uh, know if you've watched. Sure. Have you watched The Mandalorian? Have you seen that show? Yes, I've just started. So no spoilers, please. Okay, I won't post spoilers. Although there will be a big one by this story, okay. but not not it won't ruin the story for you. So Gina Carano yes. is. Um, I don't know how far The Mandalorian you've got, um, but she plays one of like the strong female fighter roles in in the show called Cara Dune, um, and. Um, and she's you know she's pretty good in it she's a former mma fighter so she is like honestly she she could kick your ass and mine up and down up and down the street that's not, um because that's not saying much though is it you what sorry so that's not saying a lot though the first she could no, kick our asses, that's <laughs> <laughs> well she could, kick, claim. she could kick most men's asses just generally okay um and she was very good she was very good i, did, I don't know much about her mma record but she was apparently very good i think she had a seven and one record or something in wins um wow. but anyway she got she got this role on the mandalorian um but she's um outside of outside of working in hollywood she's kind of almost like a she's i mean i don't even think she's that conservative but people think she is but she's let's say she's more um she's more centrist i would say than the rest of hollywood who are like have just gone way off to the left um and so yeah. the you know the idea in hollywood is if you don't agree with what they're talking about then you know you basically you, you're not part of the the whole system and so she posted a few tweets that pissed people off um so the first thing she posted was after the 
um, election in the US. She talked about fixing the uh, electoral system. And basically, her point was, and I want to read this for verbatim, because um, just to think about what she actually said versus the response she got. Um, so in her words, in quotes, we need to clean up the election process so we are not left feeling the way we do today. Put laws in place that protect us against voter fraud. Investigate every state, film the counting, flush out fake votes, require ID, make voter fraud end in 2020, fix the system. So that's basically what she's saying is, look, she's not even saying, I think there was massive election fraud in this election. She's just saying, look, doesn't it make sense to actually do the checks we need to check to make sure this doesn't happen again? That was pretty much all she said. So that basically, that, that kicked off a big backlash and people pushed back and said, well, we need to get rid of her and we need to, she needs to be fired from the Mandalorian. And, um, you know, we can't have somebody like this who's challenging presidential elections, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so at the time, Disney, who obviously owned the Star Wars franchise, franchise um, stood up and said, no, we're not firing her for this. Um, and um, she'll be in the, she'll be in the next the second series of Mandalorians. Sorry, small spot, small spoiler there. Um, yeah. But um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not giving away the story. I'm just telling you who's going to be around. So um, <laughs> so that that was like the first thing that really pissed these people off, and they went after a hand. And there was there was a hashtag on Twitter trending for days called Fire Gina Carano, um, and then it all died down and went away. Um, and she posted a few other things that you know was kind of um, you know they weren't even. I mean, she's quite kind of milk toast kind of middle of the road doesn't really say anything offensive doesn't attack people um she just kind of tweets out what she's thinking um but because yeah. her thought doesn't align with this this kind of mob mentality then that kind of uh that that just winds them up and they just want to get cancelled so uh last week though um i think it was when was it last thursday um she um so in, in the us at the moment there's i mean you i don't know how much you know about the political stuff that's going on over there but there's a lot of Trump, you know, the, the election was so close that there is this kind of clear divide between America at the moment, between Democrats and, and Republicans. Um, and yeah. the one thing that she tweeted out on Thursday was to try and, you know, she was actually, it was quite a harmonizing message. Um, so there's a picture of, and I'll, I'll talk through this briefly, but um, there's a picture of um, children chasing a Jewish woman in the street in Nazi Germany. So that's the picture. Okay. And her her words that she put above it was, Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbours, even by children. And then the next part of this is actually a quote from someone else, so she, she doesn't credit it to anyone. Um, but this is actually not her words, this is a quote from someone else. So this quote is, because history is edited, most people today don't realize that they get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews. The government first had to make, uh, first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? So that's pretty much, you know, you read that as a, as a normal human being. And the, the point of the picture is, in my view anyway, other people definitely disagree, She's basically saying, look, don't don't divide your country based on political views. You know, we're all part of a nation. We're all part of one nation. And if you start dividing up the nation into subcultures and different groups of people, that's where you end up with one group turning against another. And that's where you end up with, um, you know, children beating up people from different political classes. 
or di- di- different political views. Um, and that that was basically that was it wasn't a tweet. This was on Instagram, I think. Um, but she was fired the next day, right? So she Disney fired her um, for that that um, Instagram post. Um, and interestingly, she wasn't fired by. I've just heard yesterday, I think it was that she was she found out she was fired on Twitter. So the mob went after her again. Fire Gina Carano, Carano became another trending hashtag on Twitter, and then Disney fired her. So yeah. the stuff that she's done was not really – it wasn't egregious. She wasn't attacking people. She wasn't attacking individuals. She wasn't being homophobic or racist or, um, you know, tra- transphobic or whatever whatever phobic you want to put behind uh, on, on the back of another word. She was basically trying to say to people, look, if, if we carry on down this path, this is where we're going to – this is like the road to the kind of division that destroys a nation. Um. So they fired her anyway because of that. So that was another example I wanted to bring out for um, um, uh, Gina Carano. And the one thing that Gina Carano didn't do was um, apologize. So she said basically, look, I'm not apologizing for my political beliefs. I'm not apologizing when you know the political beliefs are reasonably moderate and, like I said, milk toast. Um, so she refused to apologize, and she was fired by Disney anyway, even without the apology thing. Um, so yeah, so that was another example. Um, but the good thing about Gina Carano was um, a um, another company in the US called the Daily Wire. Um, actually, they, um, it's it's more of a conservative kind of online news outlet, and they've started making films now. So they've actually they've hired her because she was cancelled from Disney. They've hired her now to right. produce and star in her own film. Um, so they're kind of fighting back against cancel culture a little bit by doing that. So she'll you know she'll land on her feet, and she's a um, you know, she's a good actress. She's got, um, she knows where principles are, and I think she'll be absolutely fine. But she's another one who was cancelled. Um, so those are my two famous examples. But I want to give you some non-famous examples. Um, I've only got one in front of me actually, and you you might have you might have some of your own that you might have heard from people. So then, so so when we talk about celebrities being cancelled, that's one thing. You know, they're public figures. Um, they kind of they they kind of expect to be in the public life and expect to be criticised and expect to maybe have some backlash about certain ideas that they post online, um, and so that's kind of um, I suppose they kind of I, I would imagine that some celebrities are actually kind of coached through this as part of being famous to understand the backlash that you get from yes. people, um, but this it's happening to normal people now, um, so. There was a um, a young girl in um, in America. So um, what's her name? Uh, Mimi Groves. She was called. Who's who's nineteen? Um, she was kicked out of. Um, she was kicked off the. She went to. Let me just get my thoughts in order. So when she was fifteen years old, she recorded a like five second TikTok video, where she was singing a song while she was in traffic and she said something i can drive n-word right so she used the n-word yeah. which you know is obviously not advisable in any state um it's not it's not really acceptable um i would say in any culture really yeah. but you know that depends on you know i don't agree with that at all but basically she was 15 years old she put it in a t- in a in a snapchat video um and what happened was um, one of her, I don't know, classmates or someone who she knew or someone who she sent this video to, maybe a friend, I don't know, 
saved that video. So he saved it. And when she got, yeah. when she turned 19 or 18, she went to the University of Tennessee. Um, and she was like uh, on a um, on the cheerleading team and all this kind of stuff. And this uh, the person who saved the video actually released it to the university to get her cancelled in quotes from the university. So the idea was yeah. it actually wanted to kick a 19 year old out of school um, for something she said when she was a child and 15 years old, which I do class as, as a child. Um, so that's like an example of it, like. Not even, and, and this stuff went. This went viral online, and the University of Tennessee had a lot of pressure on them to do something about it. Ultimately, she ended up being kicked off the cheerleading team, and then she ended up actually. I think she left the college because she was just she couldn't basically she didn't want to be there anymore because of all the backlash she got. So that's kind of like um, a, 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 a normal person who's only a child, no experience of the world, who was cancelled by someone else because of something she said when she was a child um yeah so that's another example um i think that's the last one i've got i did have another one it popped into bed but it's gone now oh no i know the other one i was going to say um so the other one i was going to say was did you hear about this guy who was arrested in scotland for tweeting about sir tom who passed away uh no, no so this isn't that. this isn't the mob cancelling people this is actually the police going and abusing <laughs> this is why we need to get rid of the hate laws hate speech laws in this country um but um, a guy in Scotland tweeted something, and it was, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty, um, it was gross what the guy posted. He was, he basically said something like, "You know, Sir Tom, the guy who raised thirty million pounds by walking around his garden for the NHS." Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So obviously he passed away. What was it last week or the week before? Yeah. Somebody in Scotland put something on Twitter saying, "Basically, I'm glad he's dead." That's basically what the guy said. It was there was a bit more colourful language than that. Um. And so the police turned up at his door and arrested him <laughs> for tweeting out that. Um, wow. So that wasn't that wasn't people cancelling. That wasn't like a cancel culture thing. But it was like the police, the hate laws have been put into place in this country because of his cancel culture mob. And now the police are using it against people when they post things online. Um, so that was my last example. So um, I've thrown a lot at you there. Yeah. I've talked for a long time, but... I'll pause for a second and regather my thoughts and <laughs> let me see if, what are your thoughts on all that that's happened that I've just talked about. So like my first one is the, the Mandalorian woman that you spoke about. Um, her initial tweet, I don't see an issue with that. And I completely agree that she shouldn't have been fired. The reaction to that was way, way over the top. Her second tweet, I think was very naive. I, I'm not sure she deserved to be fired for it. Um, but I think anyone in any walk of life comparing any situation to what the Jewish people went through in World War II is never going to gain you much favour. No matter what side of the political divide you may or may not be on or whatever point you're trying to drive home. And much like yourself... I, I can take a step back and see the point she was trying to make. And yeah, I, I do probably agree with the point she's trying to make. I just think that doing it in that way is a very naive thing to do, especially if people are already banging at the door to get you fired. That's, you know, if, if your job is, let's say, on the edge, if you're hanging on to your job by a razor blade, for potentially upsetting people and for potentially posting inappropriate stuff on online, 
then a tweet like that, what what do you, what do you expect is going to happen? Um, that 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 was my first thought when you explained that situation. I wasn't aware of that situation, but as soon as you mentioned her second tweet and the image she used, and trying to compare the political divide in America to the Holocaust. Yeah, I can I can see where I mean I'm obviously I'm reading it to you. I mean I suppose we could pull it up on, on stream, but um <clears throat> obviously I'm reading that to you. Um yeah. And so you're listening rather than looking. But um in my any rational I, I, I get the I, under, I I take the point exactly exactly. Comparing things to the Holocaust is 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 you know unless you're talking about the murder of six million ukrainians uh, by the soviet union you know that there are other holocausts around yeah. the world that you can compare so i, I take that yes. point the the thing about the I, um sorry, I, go I, on. I do agree i do agree with you what, what the fact that they've gone after with such aggression and as you say any reasonable minded person anyone who's able to look at things objectively and say well that's not what she meant she wasn't trying to belittle the holocaust or um attack people she was trying to make a very valid point that all these horrific things have happening and are happening all over the world start with these divisions start with these um initial small divides between neighbors between colleagues that escalate and escalate and you've no idea where this can go so you need to take a step back and realize that just because someone doesn't agree with you doesn't make them your enemy i think that's the point she was trying to make but if the key word you used and i've just used it there is right-minded people and unfortunately on oh, yeah. both sides of the divide there are there aren't many of them left because if you're extremely one way or the other, you lose that ability to be objective. Um, and there's, there's far too too much extremism going on. And this cancel culture is a, the perfect example of it for me. Is It is a form of extremism that anything you say can and will be used completely out of context to, to ruin your life. Um, yeah, and it's 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 ludicrous, but yes, I I think her losing her job and them going after her so aggressively is ridiculous because I, even you reading out to me, I I find it very hard to take that that message that tweet she sent out in a way that means that yeah she should be fired. It's obvious what she's trying to say, but yeah, I, I was just trying to trying to point out that I think when you when you use the the Holocaust or anything of that level as an example, it's a very easy target for people to come come at you. And when you're already under the cosh and when you already got people um campaigning for you to to lose your job, I think it's a very naive thing to to do. I mean, um, yeah, I, I get it. I mean I, some people could argue it's a very brave thing to do because they're trying to argue the point and she, you know, she knew she was under pressure and but that's what she believed and she felt she had to say it. Um, oh, yeah. So I see getting, both sides of that. Yeah. Getting, getting her message across is a brave thing to do. And I completely spot her in doing that. But I think perhaps the, the structure and the example she used, she could have found a better one that's still going to drive the message home, but isn't going to trigger that section of society. 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, this this all this stuff <laughs> leads us back to our first podcast about freedom of speech, um, in a yeah. sense. And I suppose that, yeah, I mean absolutely. we could to tie these two things together. So, effectively, um, let's say we had freedom of speech entirely across these platforms, um, like we argued for in our first podcast. Oh, you yeah. had freedom of speech in the UK, which you know um, we don't at the moment. Although I'm fingers crossed that that's gonna change. Um, I heard something the other day about Pretty Patel. Um, trying to looking to get rid of the hate speech laws um now she's had a long time to do it and she's not done anything um so we'll see what happens yeah. there anyway but um so let's say we had so let's say we have freedom of speech across the entire world or across the entire western world um but if you say something you are at threat of being cancelled do you really have free speech in that scenario well that's that's the the difference because Technically, you have free speech because legally you're doing nothing wrong. But as you say, cancel culture is then going to cancel you as a person. It's going to ruin your life. So no, there's there's not free speech. Um, and cancel culture is there to ensure that there isn't free speech. That's that's their sole purpose. Um, yeah, exactly. The, yeah. the young girl you use an example in um, at college. Um, there's there's some pretty significant intent from the person who saved that video and drew, you know, dragged it back up from um, four years previous in that way. Um, that's that's not a, a whim of a thing. There's there's some significant drive behind that. To well, there's, try and there's ruin her life. Yeah, there's there's malicious intent, isn't there? That's that's basically they they've premeditated that that attack on on that person and. It, they've obviously sat on that video for years to then use it yeah. to try and destroy that person. So, as I as I get, it's yeah. not it's not quite it's not quite the mob. I mean, I suppose in that example, it was an individual who went after her, and then the mob got wind of it, and then they piled on. Exactly. And the and the university yeah. did something about it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but again, I would say using that word is never advisable. And recording yourself using it and publishing it publicly, less so. Well, I know, yeah, exactly. I know what you were yeah. saying. She was she was uh, only fifteen, but you know, stupid, stupid doesn't matter really how old you are. Um, well, it does. But, I yes. mean, obviously, it does. I mean, if you if so, this is another thing I wanted to talk about and um, around this stuff. So, you know, if a five year old says that word, what we're going to do? Cancel all five year olds? Um, and five or fifteen, you know, I, I mean, I understand that there is a difference between those age ranges, but what's what is the point? What 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 is the age where we start saying to to kids, actually, right, right now, you need to watch what you're saying to people because you might get cancelled in five years' time if you say something stupid as a kid. How much stupid yeah. shit do we say as children to each other? Oh, massively. You know? <laughs> but did did you record it and publish it on the on the internet? Um. Well, we're doing this podcast. I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, so my, my, yeah, big question, yeah. my big question for that story, and, and I don't suppose you would know the answer, but has she, since she recorded that that video, did she delete it? Well, it between... is Snapchat, so it should have gone. It should have deleted itself. Ah, but obviously, that. this guy. Sorry. Yeah. This. I thought yeah. you said. I thought you said it was TikTok. Um, no, it was Snapchat. Yeah. TikTok didn't exist back then. No. Ah, fair enough. So yeah, that that for me is is still not advisable. 
publishing anything online that you may later regret. But there is there is no intent there for that to be a a publicly viewed um, thing. There's no intent to cause harm, to cause upset. Um, and if she's singing along to song lyrics that contain that word, then the onus for me is as much on the person who wrote and published well, the song as it is on the people singing it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, um, I've got to admit, I've got to admit, right, I've, I have sung along to Gold Digger by Kanye West in the past. It's like, it's the only song oh, of his yeah. that I like. It's the only song of his that I like, really, because I'm not a big fan of his overall. Right. But I've sung along to that song. And, you know, the, the I think intent matters when it comes to these type of things. 100%. Are you trying to offend people but and be racist, or are you singing a song? Yeah, but that's, again, what this cancel culture has lost, because they're able to take anything out of context. It doesn't matter why you said something or how it came about. If you said something that could be construed by any individual or group as offensive, then intent doesn't matter. You're a horrible person. Um, so I'd, I'd seen a, an, another individual example recently where someone had purchased um published a piece of work um and they 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 entitled it um with with a word uh that i'll be honest isn't offensive i'm not going to use it because i don't want to identify <laughs> who and what this was um you're censoring yourself you're censoring it, yourself I'm, I am censoring myself, yeah. Uh, but there is there is no way anyone could construe it as an offensive word. Uh, but it was seen as sexist because the word is uh, a masculine word. Okay, yeah. Um, well, masculinity so, so were, is slowly being killed off as well. Were, but yeah, that's... They, were, they were questioned why it had been published with such a masculine name when it's supposed to be for everyone. Um, and... Up until that point, this person had not even considered <laughs> anything other than uh, it was a pun, it rhymed, it was funny, they thought everyone would like it. Um, but they were forced to take it down and change the name because it was seen as sexist. Um, and go through a series of meetings to clarify that, no, there was no sexist intent involved. It was purely a just a word. Yeah. Um, but that's that's where we are now. It doesn't matter why you would, why you did something or what the intent was. If it's seen to be in any way upsetting for somebody, then they'll jump on you. And it tends to be not the person who it upsets that that actually complains. So, like one yeah. of the examples I always go back to is um, Jonathan Ross and Russell Brand. Um, okay. With the whole Satchgate stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Where he um, rang his granddaughter. Was that right? Was that that, that thing? He, he, yeah, he, he rang oh, him and yeah. boasted about um, yeah having sex with his granddaughter, and that show went out in the middle of the night on a Saturday night, and I think if I remember rightly, by Monday morning they'd had like two or three complaints. And the zone, the no, barely anyone had heard it. Basically, it was it was a nothing story, but it was made a story by other people who've never listened to that show, never would listen to that show, who mm -hmm. only got wind of it because somebody had complained. 
who then went out of their way to listen to it and therefore complain. And it ended up getting a record number of complaints and people got fired and it was a whole thing. And when they asked Andrew Satch, the person who technically was a victim here, he didn't care. He'd yeah, laughed yeah. it off. He'd laughed it off and he was only upset now because it had become such a big story because it had been publicised. And that had only happened because of cancel culture at the time or the version yeah. that was. It was people who went out of their way to complain about something that they deemed was offensive. Whereas the person who would have been offended didn't care. No one had bothered to ask the the victim who, you know, completely nonplussed about it. But it had become offensive to him and upset him because of the amount of publicity he had received from this culture trying to cancel it. And it yeah, it's uh it's out of control. And as as you pointed out, it completely negates free speech. Because yeah, legally yeah. you're fine. You can say whatever you want, the law can't touch you. But cancel culture can. They will go after you. And yeah, ruin your life because you've dared to say something that they don't agree with. Yeah, I mean, uh, so that they don't agree with. And the, the thing is, like, who is they, and why the hell are people getting offended on other people's behalf? Like, when when did this happen? You know, if if Andrew Satch, Satch was offended by it, and you know, he could he could have he could have probably done some taken some legal action or something around some of that. I don't know whether he could have done it or not, but he could have done something himself about it. When did we get to a point yeah. where, and this is what I see with a lot of this um, kind of, you know, woke ideology stuff is it's groups of people being offended on other groups behalf. So it's like, yeah. it, it, when did that, when was that, did, when did that become a thing? It's, it's, it's just, it, if somebody says something that I find offensive, I don't immediately go to Twitter and say, I want this person banned. I want them fired. I want them out of the world. It's like, they said, they said something I don't agree with. So what? You know, people say stuff I don't agree with all the time. I don't get offended by it. I know, I know enough about myself and about my own self-worth and character to realize that not everything that everyone says in the world is like a personal attack on my belief system. Um, and, no. you know, so, but just circling, just circling back, I sound like um, the US press secretary now. Um, <laughs> just, just, uh, Jed Saki, I think she's called, but just, just to go back a little bit. So one thing when we talk about kids, um, and them being able to, you know, be being online and stuff. So, the one thing that really worries me about this, with, with especially with with children who are on social media and and with some of these um, some of these things and some of these attacks and cancel mobs and things, is look as a child growing up, there are two things you really need, in my view, to to develop your ideas and to develop your yourself. Um, uh, or develop your thoughts. Um, and one of them is free speech. So you need to be able to say things. You need to be able to speak. And you need to be able to also offend. Because as you're working out ideas in your own mind, as you're trying to, to, to understand the world around you, you will say stupid stuff. And when you say stupid stuff, you will offend some people. So I'm really worried about, uh, um, about you know, this, this generation of children who, the thing is, like, when you when you're at school or when you're in university or, or you know when you're whatever um, in one of those education circles is you're trying to understand complex ideas um, and when 
you know, when we were at school, you could say something stupid in class and it stayed within the classroom and you could have a conversation about it. And if you took things too far, you know, you'd get disciplined by a teacher. Um, whereas what happens now, and what, what that allowed you to do is it allowed you to think about things and almost fail. So you would say something stupid, that's a failure. You would have a conversation, you would learn from your failure and then you would move on. And what's happening now is children are... Um, not only are children never expected to fail or try because of this, you know, let's give everyone a gold star type kind of society we're living in. But also the cost of failure with social media is so huge that if you as a child, like this 15 year old girl at the time, obviously she's 19 now, she did something yeah. stupid. She was, a, she was a kid at the time. She didn't realize the impact of what she'd done or the implication. She put it online as probably as a joke or just a, a meme or something of her singing along to something. And years ago, it would have been, right, that's stupid. A, a dad a dad or a mum or whoever could have said to her, don't say that word because it's offensive and people people don't like it and these are the reasons why you shouldn't use it. But because it's gone online, and this doesn't, this isn't just in her case, this is in any, any child's case, is they, they, people, kids are so terrified of failure now or so terrified of voicing opinions on things because the cost of saying something wrong in modern society is so high that they're effectively cancelled by the culture before they have a chance to become fully developed adults. That's the one thing that really worries me about this stuff is we're not giving children the space to actually develop and, and actually yeah. become fully formed humans or adults, should I say, <laughs> not humans, adults. Uh, and that's, that, that's a bigger risk of anything because what that does is in my view, is it pushes people into like ideologues and becoming part of an ideology. Um, and, you know, instead of speaking your own voice, you just go along with what the crowd's doing or you just go along with um, what teachers tell you to go along with or parents tell you to go along with. And there's no critical thinking. And when we get to that point in the society, in my view, that's where, that's, that's, like, that's like end of days of society type stuff there. Because you, you basically, you're not thinking as an individual anymore. You're thinking as part of a collective. And we've, we know where collective, where collective thoughts go to on both sides of the aisle, whether it's far right or far left. You ultimately end up in one of those two groups based on who's kind of, you know, in charge of the, in charge of the society at the time when it happens. So, you know, if you were a child living in, living in um, Soviet Russia, you would have been on the communist side of things and you would have... Um, you know, you would have thought that the uh, that the state was brilliant and everything that they did. And, you know, you have to depend on the state for everything. And if you speak out against the state, you know, it's off to the gulags for you. If you were on the on the um, the far right side of things, if you were living in German, Nazi, um, you know, Nazi Germany, you were indoctrinated into the Hitler youth. And, you know, you ended up believing in everything that the Fuhrer said. And, you know, this this is kind of this is where I'm really kind of quite worried about things, because if we don't give children the space to think and we don't let them fail, you know, actually fail in thoughts and rationalize their thoughts, they'll end up falling to one of these ideologies. And that's why I think a lot of this walk stuff is at the moment is that people are afraid to speak out. And if they do speak out, they get shouted down by the mob. And so they just go along with whatever ideology the mobs, the, the mobs talking about at the time. So that's, that's kind of, uh, yeah, that's my thought on the children, uh, on the on the kind of the, the kids side of things. What what do you think about that? I think you're absolutely right. I think it's as a parent, I am scared of 
what my son's grown up into. So he watches YouTube channels. Um, and he, he spoke to me the other day. He's far too young. He's only five, but he wants to do a YouTube channel. He's watched other kids and other grown-ups playing games that he plays and do on YouTube. And obviously, he's no interest in being famous or having uh, any sort of monetary gain from it. He wants... He thinks it looks cool. And Sorry, can you, straight can you just away, say that? Like, absolutely not. <coughs> can you just say that bit again after... Um... You cut out for a second. Just say your last little bit. Okay. Yeah, um, so he, he wanted to do a YouTube channel. He wants to, and he's, he's got no interest in being famous or making money from it. He's only interested in, it looks cool. I don't want to do that. He effectively wants to just be able to watch himself like he watches these other people. My first thought was, absolutely not. Um, because anything you publish now, even as a five-year-old, is, is out there forever. And innocent stuff that kids may say, I don't want that over his head and published anywhere um, because you just don't know. And it is all down to this cancel culture. And I've seen people who have had Facebook posts that they posted 10, 15 years ago when Facebook was brand new and no one understood really what was going on. It was just a fun, cool new way to abuse your friends, basically. And it's it's come back to bite them and hinder them as adults, as, as grown-ups 15 years later, um, because people can go back and see that stuff. Or as used with the example of a girl in college, people may have that stuff saved somewhere and they've screenshotted her a daft comment you made on your friend's birthday and now it's it's there forever and people yeah you know they they use that stuff as if you said it yesterday and as if you meant it in the worst possible way even though it was an innocent joke between two friends who you know no one cared it it now oh, is yeah, part yeah. of you it's real life you know the the, the internet i've seen it go from the mid you know, early 2000s being basically a, a a place where you just went to have a laugh to now it's real life and everything on there is real life and you are judged by your actions on and lack of actions on there. Um, it's not a freedom of speech related thing, but an example I saw recently because my wife pointed out to me, um, Ryan Reynolds, the actor. I don't know if you've seen what's going on with his wedding from last year. I think he got married. Mm, um, no. I know he was buying a football team. That was the last thing I heard. Buy yeah, he's done that fair play to him. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's gone through. With the guy from uh, Always Sunny. Um, yeah. But, yes, him and his wife got married, and the the wedding venue they chose, it has since been publicized um back in the day it was a cotton plantation that exploited slaves and you know it was a horrible place and people have gone after him quite aggressively for choosing to have his wedding there and for not subsequently coming out and condemning 
the ownership of slaves and racism. Yeah, well, it's not racism anymore. It's anti-racism. But I, I, I will want to talk about that one day. <laughs> yeah. Anti-racism but, you know, doesn't mean not being racist. It means something completely new nowadays. Yeah. So, his, yeah. his thing, his response was quite innocently. Look, we, we picked a place because the pictures look nice. We wanted to get married somewhere pretty, and we did. It's history. You know, sounds horrible. I'd always condemn that, but we had no idea. Yeah. And when you when you look at a country like America, where a big part of it was founded on the back of of slaves and the slave trade, what you could basically say, what they're basically saying is, you can't have anything to do with any location that ever had a slave step on it. Which means you're very limited to where you can go in America. Yeah, yeah. Without having um, to without without having to make a public apology, you know. He got married last year. He should have made a public apology the day after his wedding because at some point in the in history, it was a place where people were exploited. Well, what's that well, got to do with his wedding? Well, let's look at the entire goddamn world in this point of view, right? So um, <clears throat> let's, uh, let's have a look at any place in Britain um, when the Romans were here. I could po- You could point to any place and say, well, well, English people were exploited by the Romans back then. You know, you could, you yeah. could look at... Um, a, you could look at numerous empires. Let's go to anywhere in, um, in in like, like the south. Let me just get my southeast of China. Well, they were exploited by the Japanese during the Second World War. You know, uh, you know, you could you could point. This is not like what they're trying to do at the moment with a lot of this stuff in America is is make it about black white and and white white people are bad just by being born white, which is a definition of racism. When you judge people based on their race on their characteristics that cannot be changed. That's a form of prejudice. And if you're talking about white yeah. people are inherently evil because they were born white, that is a definition of racism. Um, and it doesn't just apply to people in the Western world. It applies to the entire world over the last two, 3,000 years of, of uh, well, even further, of, of humankind. So, yeah, I know. I, I didn't hear about that, but I've heard other examples in a similar kind of, in a similar, you know, a similar vein. So... But that, that's that's how crazy the world's becoming. It is they're, they're trying to whitewash history, and they're trying to get rid of the past, and and write their own definitions. I mean, I don't know if you heard about the 1619 project um, that went on in in America. It was it was a Washington uh, Washington Post article or or paper that they wrote about how America wasn't founded in 1776. You know, when the um, Declaration of Independence was signed. Um, it was it was formed in 1619 when the first slave landed with the English colonies, and so they're trying to actually change history, um, which is which is crazy. But yeah, the cancel culture for the I, I didn't hear about that Ryan Reynolds story, but um, that kind of the, the last point I want to make on this anyway is two very small points, but they they kind of tie together with with like what what we've been talking about. So <clears throat> the first thing is that I wanted to say was. All these people who are causing the ruckus, all these people who are, who are complaining and trying to get people cancelled, they are a small group. They are not the majority. They're a small group of vocal yeah. people trying to scare people into being cancelled. And the worst thing you can possibly do is apologise. If you truly don't believe you've done anything wrong, do not apologise to these morons. Because if you, as soon as you bend the knee, they have you over a barrel and they will take full advantage of you. So if you know, if anyone who's listening to this ends up in this situation where you feel like you're going to get cancelled by this mob, 
don't apologize. Stand your ground. Fight for your principles and have a backbone against some of this stuff. Because if you if you bow to them, they'll they'll never let you stand again. It, the, this is what they're this is what they're like. Um, so that's my advice on this. And if you're an employer who gets pressure from these people to fire individuals based on you know comments comments or um, that aren't really that offensive or that bad or don't break any laws, that's the main one. If you don't break a law in the country you're in, don't bow to the pressure, to the social pressure pressure of these minorities. And I don't mean that, I meant these small groups of people, not minorities in minority populations. Just don't listen to them, don't bow to them and, yeah. and fight back against this damn, this, this stupid cancellation stuff. Because what you'll end up with is if you fire people based on mob rule, you will end up with a group of people working for your company who are more bothered about mob rule than about making your company profitable. And you'll end up with a culture that eats itself inside because you'll just have a bunch of, 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 of kind of, of the, the, the mob trying to cancel anyone who, who speaks out against them. And if, if you're on the left or if you're on the right, or if you, um, if you don't agree with the mob and, but you just stay quiet, then eventually the mob will come for you as well. They, it will eventually, it will turn on you. No matter how much you kowtow to them and how much you, you get on your knees and beg them not to come for you, they will eventually come for you. So do not apologize for these, these, to these morons and um, push back against some of this stuff. It's like we're the majority. We are the majority when it comes to our thought process on, on you know, actually um, not overreacting to small, you know, like what they call infractions. So just, yeah, just yeah. push back against this stuff and eventually they will go away and yeah, they will go away eventually. So that's, that's my final rant of the day. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> no, and yeah, for me, it all comes back to a couple of things. It's, it's about using your head. We, we called it out a couple of times in this, in this podcast that context is key. If, if you, if, if someone has gone out and tried to upset people and gone out and, genuinely attacked a group or an individual for that matter um, in a prejudiced way, then yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem with anybody going after them because that's, I, you know, I, 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 I do agree you shouldn't be allowed to do that. Well, I, I'll uh, just add one little thing to that, though. I would say um, you can criticise them and you can say, I don't like what you've done here. But if they've not broken a law, you can't really go after them. Because they haven't, there's so, a reason yeah, why we have laws, probably, you know. I should probably sort of clarify that. I mean, go after them. I don't mean get them fired and cancel culture. I mean, go after them as we discussed in our first podcast. Talk to them. Open a debate. If that's the way they feel, find out why and have a discussion. Because the problem we have is you cancel that person. It doesn't stop. The, their way of thinking it doesn't make them a better person it just makes them more angry and more determined to be whichever per persuasion they are the only way we improve as a society and get better as people is by having discussions with people who have different opinions and debate and and learn be open-minded the problem is everyone goes straight to no i don't like that cancel them get rid of them and that doesn't get rid of the the, the potential issue it just moves it into a smaller place where it gets even more um 
passionate, even more aggressive, and it escalates the issue, especially if there isn't an issue. Like these, if, if people had have just had the discussions, that girl at college, if there had just been a discussion about that, then she wouldn't have needed to leave college. But there is no discussion going on. It's immediately cancel and yeah. aggressively demand that she is removed. The woman from the Mandalorian, why not? If, if someone really had a problem, was taking offence, why not respond to her and say, look, I, I really don't think you should post that, and here's why, and have a talk, discussion with her about why that's inappropriate. Don't go straight to her boss and say, you should sack her because she's posted a tweet. Yeah. I, I don't, that, I don't, that, don't follow the mob and think for yourself. Yeah, that's it. It's it's use your brain, think for yourself, apply some common sense and look at the context of which something is said or done and gauge your response off that and respond in a manner that improves everyone, not just attacks, because that's where society is at the moment. There's no discussion, there's no debate, it's just attack, attack, attack. Um yeah. and yeah. we end up moving backwards instead of forwards. Um, Absolutely. So yeah. Use so your that, brain. Don't be a dick. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's that's generally good advice for for all of life. Don't be a dick. Um, but yeah. the, the the last thing I want to close close on for me, and then I will shut up and we can close out the podcast uh, unless you want to keep talking. Um, <clears throat> so the reason why I wanted to define cancel culture at the start of the of this podcast was because um, uh, to talk about Gina Carano and and a firing from Disney. So there's been a lot of stuff on on there have been hashtags tr um, trending on Twitter saying cancel Disney, um, which is kind of the response to Gina being fired. Um, and people are basically talking about, well, I'm going to cancel my Disney Plus now because I don't I don't like what they've done. Um, that is not the same as a Twitter mob, right? Uh, uh, and what I mean by that is that isn't a group of people going after an individual. That is a group of people who have said, you know, what? I've had enough of this crap. I'm not paying this company any more money to carry on doing this stuff to people and to, and to, to bow into the mob. Um, and that's why I wanted to define what I meant by cancel culture at the start. If you don't agree with what a company's doing, if you don't agree with the actions they've taken and, and the decisions their leadership's making, then you need to, you need to find alternatives and stop using that product because it, it is going against your own moral value structure. And if you keep paying for a service, and if you keep if you keep paying for something, and you know that the people who make decisions within that organization do not align with your view of the world or, or your values, you need to stop giving them money. You need to stop paying for for these people to profit from bad decision making. Um, now, I didn't have I didn't pay for Disney Plus, um, and I understand it's difficult for people who have small children who probably during when you're in lockdowns they just want to sit and watch cartoons all day on on disney so i understand there's there's pros and cons to, to these discussions but if you really disagree with someone so strongly for actions they're taking within an organization don't use them anymore don't pay for them anymore i've canceled i, I did have disney plus i canceled it a long time ago um i'm also i'm on the verge of canceling spotify because they're starting to do this stuff you know they're starting to kick people off the platforms um i'm also i canceled the bbc I actually, I actually cancelled my TV license the other week. Um, I actually looked at what I was consuming, like media-wise. I was like, I don't watch any live TV anymore. So why am I paying for this? And I don't agree with the principles yeah. of that that organisation. 
So I would just say that although we're not gonna we're not gonna change the we're not gonna change this overnight, but stop giving these people money to keep pushing ideas that you don't agree with, um, because otherwise they'll never stop pushing ideas you disagree with. So that was that's why I wanted to mention Gina Carano, and that's kind of how I wanted to to kind of close close it off from from my side of things. So yeah, you know, at the start of this podcast, yeah. I said. I said, I'm not sure we'll go for an hour, but um, <laughs> we've managed to. Yeah. Yeah, we've uh, we've hit an hour bang on. So on that note, I think...